Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're rolling, baby, the Long Balls Golf Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Jake Berman. The founder and creator of the Berman Method, where we're helping aging golfers hit it farther off the tee, shoot more consistently by improving your ball striking, and giving you the ability to play more frequently so that you're not plagued by aches and pains and get through 18 and maybe play 27 or maybe play back-to-back 18s or not avoid going on the golf trip with the guys this year and playing back-to-back-to-back-to-back days somewhere fun and cool. Maybe in Scotland with me next year. We're going to be putting together a trip for Scotland next summer. So if you want more information on that or you're interested in signing up for it, let me know. Distance at BermanGolf.com. Today, I want to bring up some things that I learned from Justin Thomas and, weirdly enough, Tom Brady. So I was listening to an interview that Justin Thomas did on a podcast, actually, the week before this last PGA Championship, and he was just getting interviewed about leadership. The interviewee is a leadership guy that he just, he interviews anybody that has any type of leadership roles. And when I saw Justin Thomas's name show up on the next, as the next guest on the show. I was really intrigued. I'm like, wow, this is going to be fun. So they're going through the podcast and Justin Thomas is telling a lot of things, a lot of behind the scenes things that happen. And the reason why there's such a big swing between playing really good golf and playing not so really good golf, the highest highs and the lowest lows. And it got me thinking right out of the gate that If you really think that you should be comparing yourself to the people that you see on TV, you have lost your freaking mind. If you're listening to this podcast and you think you should be comparing yourself to the people that are playing on Sundays, you've lost your freaking mind because it's not even the same ballpark. It's not even the same world. They're superhuman and we're mere mortals. The amount of time that these people commit to perfecting their game is astronomical. And I promise you that 99.999% of the people that come into my office and bring up somebody that they saw on TV yesterday, this is a Monday, so they're talking about somebody they saw on a Sunday. They're like, well, I was watching Rory's uh, swing. I was watching Tiger's swing or Phil's swing or Justin Thomas's swing. And I'm like, remind me, How many hours do you practice a week? And they're like, well, you know, I I guess three. I'm like, how many hours do they practice a week? And they go, I don't know, a lot. A minimum of 40. A minimum of 40 hours a week is in some way, shape, or form preparing for the tournament coming up. So when we try to compare ourselves as somebody that's training 40 hours a week when we're training two to three hours a week at best, 
It's just asinine. It's just completely crazy is what it is. But in this interview, Justin Thomas brought up something really, really cool that's very, very relevant to the Berman method. He goes, when he, whenever he's in a down, whenever Justin Thomas is really struggling and he can't really find his way, one of the first people that he calls is Tom Brady. Over the years, him and Tom Brady had developed this relationship where he can call up Tom and just essentially get advice from him. And Tom will spend time on the phone with him. And at the end of the call, he'll say, okay, was that beneficial or not? And Justin will say it was or it wasn't. And if it wasn't, they'll keep talking until it was beneficial. However, every single conversation ultimately ends up with these three things with Tom. He goes, whenever your game is struggling, whenever you're in a rut, whenever you can't figure it out, 99% of the time it comes down to these three things. Is it a mental block? Is it a physical block? Is it an emotional block? It can be a combination. However, the thing that you have to know is that one usually contributes to the other. So the most common thing that I hear when people come into my office and try to get or want to get started with the Berman method and say their goal is to hit it 15 more yards carry off the tee or I just want to be able to get better ball contact and get through the ball better. I'm not striking the ball better. Or just not being able to finish a round of 18 without getting tired or fatigued or the back giving out on them. A lot of times they contribute it to this mental block where, man, I just can't get through the ball. Man, I just can't physically get my core and glutes firing enough so that I can get extra power to put into the ball so that I can get those extra 15 yards carry off the tee. And what Tom said is a lot of times it will be due to something else, meaning that if you've got a physical restriction, that will negatively affect your mental ability to perform the task. So you're sitting here thinking that you've got this mental block, you can't get through the ball, you've got a case of the yips, oh shoot, I shouldn't have said that on air, oh man, I just said it, hopefully you didn't hear it, I hope you don't have that, right? So you got this mental block, a lot of times it's because there's something physically going on. So specifically for my demographic, specifically for golfers over the age of 60 or anybody that would consider themselves an aging golfer, it's rare for you to not have at least one area of your body that you're just at least aware of. You might not call it pain, but it's just a part of your body that you're just more aware of it today than you were back in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. The amount that that awareness can contribute to your mental ability to complete this task that we call the golf swing is astronomical. Here's, here's a really simple example. Really simple example. Over this past season, I worked with two of my long-term clients in the PT world. We finally started working together in the golf world, and both of them have a history of some type of foot and, an foot and or ankle pathology. 
One of them had a Achilles repair. Another one had a posterior tib- tibialis tendon transfer. And we're just going to call it a foot and ankle pathology, a foot and ankle problem. Now, neither one of these guys were attributing this particular area of their body to the reason why they weren't able to accomplish the task that they wanted to accomplish. One of them specifically was ball striking. He just could not strike the ball. It's just like, man, two years ago, I was really striking the ball, getting a ton more distance with every single one of my clubs, way more consistency, and I just can't strike it the same anymore. And the other one was more of a distance thing where, you know, the consistency was fine, but the distance was kind of falling off a little bit, not massively, but just a little bit. The thing that we had to focus on ended up being the foot and ankle. So we did a ton of core and glute work and posture work in the initial phases of the program, and we were starting to get some progress, but it wasn't until they finally allowed me to focus on really working on the foot and ankle and all the intrinsic muscles of the foot. There's 16 muscles in the arch of your foot alone. You got to work those bad boys out because that's what's going to give you the ability to connect to the ground. It wasn't until we started spending significant time working on waking up the muscles in the foot and ankle and getting them to actually be utilized functionally did they finally start seeing dramatic improvements in their game? So come back full circle. Both of these guys thought they had this mental block. Neither one of them said they had a physical restriction. Neither one of them said, I'm not physically able to do what I'm trying to do. Because both of them were very good golfers. They just had this mental block saying, man, I I just need to work on this technique. I I don't know why I can't get through the ball. You just got to help me get through the ball. And it wasn't until we worked on the physical component, it really took care of the mental component. And the same thing can be true for emotional. I mean, if you got something going on at home, you're going through a divorce or you just lost a loved one, there's no way that doesn't affect you in some way, shape or form in the physical component or the mental component. So the most important thing that you have to remember about all this is that all three of them play in, um, what's the right way to say this, harmony. They're all synchronized. They all work together. They, none of them are independent. You've got your physical ability, you've got your mental ability, and then you've got your emotional ability. You have to be running on all cylinders on all three of those if you want the maximum opportunity or the best opportunity to get the maximum output. If any one of those is off, it is most likely going to bleed into one or two of the other ones. So I wanted this to be a short episode because I want you to really think about this. What do you have going on physically that's limiting your ability mentally? 
right now you're thinking, man, if I could just compress the ball a little better, if I could just get through the ball a little better, if I could just increase my shoulder turn a little bit better, if I could just get my glutes and core firing a little bit better, if I could just improve my balance a little bit better, if I could just improve blah, 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 blah a little bit better, my game would get so much better. But what if it's a physical thing that really needs the focus? Are you willing to put in the time? Are you willing to go to the gym and for 30 minutes straight, the only thing you work on is standing on one leg? That's boring as hell. But like I said in an episode ago, maybe it was the last episode or two episodes ago, getting better is boring. You've got to work on the basic fundamental things that nobody else is willing to do. It's so easy for people to go to the driving range, grab a bucket of balls, and just bang balls so you're sweating bullets, and you can say, yeah, I went to the driving range today and I banged 50 or 100 balls. Great job. But did you actually get better? Or did you go to the gym and focus on standing on a BOSU ball or an Arex pad barefoot, so not wearing shoes, and really working on getting the intrinsic muscles of your foot working so that you have ability to have better balance and you have the ability to feel the ground so that you have the ability to load your right leg and fire your glutes and going through the backswing into the top of the backswing and transition into the downswing. That's boring as hell. It doesn't even include a golf club or a golf ball. But I promise you, if you want to get better, you focus on things like that, it will be almost impossible for you to not see the results three, six, eight, twelve months down the road. Almost impossible. I'm telling you, I've been doing this for a very long time. And one of the most consistent things that I've been hearing over the years is it wasn't until we started working on these physical things Now I'm able to really put into action what my golf coach is trying to get me to do. Now I'm really able to put into action this technique that I've been working on for years now. It's because we're focusing on the basic, physical, fundamental things that are necessary for the golf swing. We're focusing on not working harder. We're focusing on working smarter. And for most of you listening to this, most of you are successful. You've lived a very successful life. There's a lot of people listening that have started a business from nothing and grew it into some massive thing and sold it for a ton of money. You know what I'm talking about. There's a difference between working harder and not smarter. There becomes a level of success where hard work doesn't cut it anymore. You can only get to a certain level working your ass off And then you you just can't because it's too big. Now you have to start working smarter. That means you have to start hiring the right people so that you can start expanding yourself. You can't do it all by yourself. That's the definition of working smarter, not harder. Same thing is true in the golf swing. Going out and banging 50 or 100 balls on the driving range and hoping to get better is not the way to do it. Just because the pros can do that doesn't mean you should do that. 
There's a reason why they can do that. It's because they're not just doing that. They're doing 38 more hours a week of other things that, uh, that gives them the ability to go bang balls for two hours because it's actually a return on investment when they do that. So just because the pros do it doesn't mean you should do it. We're mere mortals. They are superhuman. Do not compare yourselves to them. And let's work on the fundamentals. Let's put the time in. This is what I'm going to leave you with is if you don't plan on dying in the next year, you've got time to do this. If you plan on being alive and well, alive and well in the next year and still playing and enjoying golf, you have time to do this. Let's work on the fundamentals. One of the easiest ways to do it is take the T-Shot Transformation Program. I'm plugging it again. I'll probably be plugging it forever because it freaking works. Everybody that has taken this program so far says, wow, it's so simple, but it's so effective. And it's sent straight to your email. So there's no reason why you can't figure it out. It's just six modules sent straight to your email. It's turnkey, super simple, super easy, follow along. And it helps so much. It makes it so much simpler. Let's stop working harder and start working smarter. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Share this with somebody that you know that needs to hear this. And check us out on the socials, especially on YouTube. Check out Berman Golf on YouTube. Subscribe to that page too because we're coming out with tons of videos. And I appreciate you guys listening. Until next time. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to BermanGolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, BermanGolf.com. And check out a ton of stuff that we have there. Or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We're even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up. Comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you, guys.